0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Mitra Manesh about leading from the inside out. Mitra Manesh, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you today. You're joining us from LA, I'm here in Utah. Uh, It's a beautiful morning here and hopefully the weather is is nice there as well. You know, we're we're in this pandemic and we continue to be in a lockdown condition and uh, people are trying to stay physically and mentally healthy and safe Um, and as I was you know preparing for this episode and as we were sharing you know exchanging emails and, and sharing um, content and inf- information with each other, I thought, you know th- this is a great time and a great topic to focus on leading from the inside out. I know you do a lot of work in this area um, and, and really exploring how this might differ from conventional leadership. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to tapping into your, Decades of experience uh, and how to be more mindful and and start with ourselves, uh, and which will then allow us to have a bigger impact as we lead those around us. So that'll be the focus of our conversation today. As we get started, I wanted to share Mitra's bio with everybody. Mitra Manesh is the founder of Inner Map, an innovative new mindfulness app, and the host of Lights On, a podcast offering support for a mindful life. She is a mindfulness thought leader, storyteller, and educator with over three and a half decades of experience helping people of all ages and many different cultures to live, love, and lead more consciously at home and at work. Her work is a blend of Western corporate training and Eastern inner-based practices. The result is a unique approach offering knowledge and wisdom in a practical and empowering way. Her clients range from the everyday people seeking peace at home and work to celebrities seeking balance to institutions and other entities like the UCLA Mindfulness Awareness Research Center, Amazon, Merrill Lynch, Unilever, UCLA, Anderson School of Management, Hugo Boss, and many, many more that I could also list. Beyond mindfulness and corporate work, Mitra has been a human rights commissioner in Ontario, Canada, a commentator and panelist for CBC and Omni TV, and an executive for numerous nonprofit and for profit entities. Again, what a pleasure to have you joining me today. I really appreciate you know, someone with your background and expertise being willing to come on and share that wisdom with all of the listeners um, who are joining us today. Um, Mitra, anything else you would like to add by way of personal background, context, anything like that as we get started and then launch into our conversation?
1: No, I think that was already heavy on the, on the introduction, Jonathan. I think people really get a sense of you through conversations far more than than background and and impressive names that we can all drop. But really my work is It's nature is service. I really show up in service. And I was, uh, I mean, you have different titles when you go to organizations, but really I'm a servant. I'm a very good servant. I go in to serve my clients, my students, and whoever that comes across and wants to speak to me. So service is the true reason I do what I do.
0: Well, I love that. And I... 100% 100% buy into and believe in the servant leader kind of an approach and philosophy. Um, I think that leads to a much healthier um, way of interacting with people. And it fundamentally requires us to start with ourselves, as I know uh, you, you tend to focus on in your work. Uh, I, I think we, <laughs> it's an interesting thing because in Western culture, and, and now you know, I'm thinking specifically within the U.S., we're such an individualistic society. And we're, we're a society that really promotes and applauds individual accomplishments. And we tend to have this orientation towards leadership as the charismatic, extroverted, outgoing type of person who, who exudes power and influence. And so the name dropping and the the connections and, and the, the power and influence, all of that becomes the focus not to say that those things can't be important and can't help to drive, you know, positive outcomes for organizations. But in my experience, it's it's the quiet, contemplative, um, servant-oriented leader who has the biggest long-term sustainable impact on their people, their teams, and their organizations. Uh, and so that's certainly where my, my bias lies. Uh, and that's, the type of leader I try to be. And when I work with organizations as a coach or a consultant, that's you know how I try to encourage them um, to, to be, or at least to find ways to adopt elements of it into their own style.
1: I, I completely agree with you, Jonathan. And I think you really uh, pinpointed a very important part of why we have the kind of leadership that is, uh, I would say incomplete to not use a um, judgmental word, I think it's incomplete at its best. And the the fact that independence is so promoted, uh, and I am all for it. Independence is an amazing state of being after codependency, because as children, we're codependent, right? And if we don't get to independence, that means we haven't fully grown, where it falls short is that this is not a period, it's a comma. After independence, there comes interdependence, which we haven't gone to fully collectively. I'm sure there are many organizations and many individuals that are aware of that and are in that journey, but it's that's where the problem starts that when I think independence is the period and that's it, I'm very independent. And then I function, I work, I lead, in that sense of, of independence, as opposed to interdependence. Let me just, yeah, I, I'm blocking on my notifications, so I don't disturb your listeners. So that's a perfect point. It's incomplete in, in its nature. It is in interdependency that truly we start to shine, that what we know and the potentiality of our knowing and leadership shows up when I understand that I am acting and working and serving independently in the context, there's a background to it, in the contents of interdependency. And then that takes us to a completely different level of consciousness internally and productivity externally.
0: I really love that. And you know, I, I, I think there's there's so much there that we, we should dissect and dive into a little bit more let's start by having you explain a little bit about what you mean by leading from the the inside out. Um, you know I, I think most people listening are pro- probably can conceive of, of what that general meaning might be but but dive in a little bit deeper explain that for us and then we can go from there to, to start to parse out some of the elements that you were just discussing.
1: Sure so anything we do has two aspects to it anything. So I'm speaking to you with a special tone right now, okay? And then I'm feeling certain way inside of me right now. The further away they are from each other, the less productive and authentic they will be. So, if I'm being very nice and gentle and kind and really, you know, sounding at least looking like I'm listening to you, but inside of me, I'm planning my day and I'm thinking, oh, I, I wish this would end soon, then there is a problem, there's a conflict between my outer and my inner. And closer this outer and inner they are together, the more. We will produce the more we will connect the more we will talk about the more our audience and our listeners will benefit it's just a very simple formula. So go and take that into leadership, I actually looked at the meaning of, of the in, in dictionary, the word leadership, and it, this is what it said in, in Webster coming or ranking first and the next one is providing direction or guidance. Okay, so if I'm providing direction and guidance, but I'm not guiding myself from the inside, there it is your conflict. So it's a fascinating area and when it's so simple, yet so profound that how I am guiding, what I am saying, what I am suggesting, what I am requesting of you to do as my team member, does that match how i am conducting myself and i want to really do a ps here because when i say that the attention of people especially a type people who are you know leading most companies go to perfectionism and that's not what i mean i'm not saying that as a leader i will never make a mistake and i do not need to learn anything i just mean that i am present to what's going on in me as I am leading outwardly. And I try to bring them together. So the most important part of our leadership in life, and that's a great statement, huge statement and claim I'm making, is the leadership that we show or we don't show with our relationship with our thinking minds. So if I am completely incapable of managing that, my thinking mind is leading me, I say the most important company in the world is Me Inc. And the question is who is leading Me Inc? Mitra Inc., Jonathan Inc., whoever Inc. If my thinking frightened mind is leading me and my aware self is in the background, then there is a problem. But if my aware self is leading me, and my thinking mind is only one of the team members one out of many I would say thousands but let's say many then I'm, I'm leading very well and I'm leading from the inside but if I cannot handle the most important function and company of my life and I am not being the CEO of me, Inc. the aware me is not then it would be hard for me to be a very effective, sustainable leader in any other ink.
0: Yeah, well, and and part of the, you know, as I, as I hear you saying that, part of the reason I think that's the case is simply because you can't just neatly separate your individual personal life, family life, and work life, right? They're all intermeshed. And I think we do ourselves a huge disservice when we pretend like you can compartmentalize and segment them out um, because they they all influence each other. And so if I'm having a lot of turmoil personally, you know, inside myself or in my important relationships in my family, um, that's going to bleed over into how I'm working uh, at the company or how I'm leading my people. It, it just will. There's, there's no way around that. And everyone has their messy lives. We all have good stuff. We all have bad or messy stuff, um, we're complex individuals, we're complex people and creatures. And so we have to learn how to practice self-reflection and mindfulness, be connected with who we are, and then allow that to, to drive and direct us rather than having all these external factors constantly pushing us in a particular direction. Why are we behaving this way? Well, because we think everyone expects us to behave this way. Because society tells us that's the way to behave. Because that's you know that's the mark of success. You, you I liked that you you shared the uh, the the dictionary definitions. The first definition being, you know, in front being the the leader. Sure, that's one way of looking at leadership, but there's you know ancient wisdom tells us that the last shall be first and the first shall be last, and so. If we're if we're putting ourselves um, in a position to to lead and guide um, through empowerment and through building up those around us um, in in essence we're putting ourselves last because we're we're not putting ourselves above anyone in fact we're putting ourselves in a position of we need to mentor and coach and direct and guide um, all of those elements to build up into um, to create a dynamic team of people that are self-actualized who are 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 fulfilling their own personal potential that through that that's how we put ourselves first right because then our team is successful individuals in our team are successful our team's successful our organization's successful we look like a genius and we are successful as a leader and work. The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. That can only happen as you put that kind of sustainable effort towards developing your people. And if you're first your first effort and um, attention first and foremost is, I need to make myself look good. I need to make sure that I'm on top. Um, Usually what that means is we're going to be trying to undermine our competition. We're gonna, and rather than building up people around us, we're gonna be trying to tear people down so we look better by comparison. And that is not sustainable leadership. Even if in the short run, we might be in first place in the lead. Because in the long run, we're going to have dysfunctional um, relationships. We're gonna have an untrusting culture and productivity and innovation will decline.
1: Yes. So yes, I agree with you completely in everything you said. So the number one thing you said was the home life and work life. Um, And it's fascinating because I do a lot of um, shadowing and executive coaching. So I go with them and see them in different uh, situations when we could go in person Uh, and now I go virtually. It's very fascinating to me to watch and see executives behaving either completely the same way that they do at home at work or the other way around or completely in reaction to it, which both of them means that they're not really using it with awareness. So uh, I'm in charge and say, say, even with my job, so I'm an advisor, I'm a counselor, I'm a guidance. Okay, so I go home, and I continue doing that. So my child or my partner is telling me something about what happened, I immediately go into fixing and advising mode without really checking and saying, is that what you want? I mean, we have a joke between uh, my kids and myself that if they want an advice, they have to very clearly indicate it. Otherwise, I just listen. I say, oh, really? Hmm. Oh, wow. And that's all I do. Because I'm so programmed to advise that I find myself saying, oh, let me tell you what you need. And all they wanted to do was just to share and be heard. They didn't want the professional Mitra. They wanted the mother Mitra, the lover Mitra, the daughter Mitra, the sister Mitra. And all they want is to just be heard. So really bringing awareness to those roles and not being reactive or the other way around. I have no power at work and I go home and I just make a fuss about everything and, and and I show anger. In that way I say you either feel out your emotions or you act out your emotions. And awareness is the connector that allows me to feel out my my, um, programs have my disposition to advise or correct or fix or whatever you wanna call it. Or my disposition to show the unspoken words that I didn't or couldn't say it at work. And now I'm emptying it on my family members and loved ones. The awareness is extremely important. So that was one point you mentioned. The second point you said was about showing that i'm the leader it's a beautiful story that actually um, i should put this story in the app because my store my my app is a mindful storytelling and that's the story of a a person like you know i'm in los angeles my office is in beverly hills so i get people who every now and then who's who of of hollywood to come to me And he was telling me something very interesting. He's a very uh, famous person in, in the movie industry. And he said, you know what, Mitra, when I first started to get roles, he said like, I would try hard and I would make sure that like people, my friends and people who know me would come to it and see me, he started in theater and then he said i got into movies i would make like a small role i would make a clip of it watch the reel at between 1305 and 1806 i'm gonna be there and then he said i became famous and i was on billboard and then i stopped telling people and then people told me oh we were driving by such and such or i was in new york and i saw this and i was in la and i saw that And then he said, now people tell me that they've seen me and they were, is that happening? Is that true? Is the next movie coming out? And, oh, they say it was so many million dollars. Is that true? And I thought that's the story of us not having to tell anybody we're the leader, we're good at this, we've made it. Because when you have, you know what? You don't need to say it. If you're showing it, you don't need to telling it. Be telling it because everybody can see. It's so obvious that you don't need to say, you know, I'm a really good leader. You know what I did yesterday? I'm doing this. By the way, this is my company. Like you don't need to say all of those things. And by the way, the leaders usually are not the people who have the title in my experience. When I go to boardrooms, I take a note of who is, because I'm a you know a silent observer take a note of the powers in the room. And then I check with whoever I am with. And I say like, who's this person? What is their position? Where is that?" And I identify their future leaders that way because you can just smell it, who is talking from the power from within and who's trying to just impress everybody and says all the right words or is frightened to say anything. And that's the true sign of a leader that when the power comes from within, when you truly have something to share, when you really care about the collective, the interconnectedness and bigger picture of the company or the world, depending on what you're leading.
0: Yeah, yeah, I really love that. Um, I'm wondering if you have any specific tips or uh, approaches that we can start practicing today. Like what, what, if you had to point, just point out like one or two things that I can start doing right now today, anyone listening, they can start to better lead themselves from from the outs from the inside out, um, starting with themselves so that they can be then be better for the people they lead at work or in their home or in their community, wherever. What would those one or two things be?
1: So I'm obsessed with three. Let me just give you three. <laughs> well, the first point is really creating the person, the leader that I want to be because, and by that, I don't mean the outwardly look, but I'm talking about what kind of a leader. We usually have a role model in mind or in our memory. I, I always create, so here's, here's, I'm giving out my, my secret. I always help my clients to create the avatar of who they want to be. In, in their leadership. So who is that person? How does that person speak? How does that person show up in meetings? How does that person lead? So you create that and it's a it's a skeleton of it. There, there's not a lot of details, but it has a general feel and a general look to it okay, inwardly and outwardly. So that's the first step. Then if you are, usually if you're a leader, you're either responsible for a part of an organization or the whole organization. And then I want that avatar of the whole organization to be created. I want to have a company that fill in the blank, or I want to run a department that fill in the blank. And then the third one is so simple that most people don't know don't do it and don't really pay attention to it. And that is that when you have that picture of the company and the person, the leader that you wanna be, then everything you say, every decision you make needs to somehow correspond to that avatar, right? And to do that and to unprogram the programmed self that just wants to just shoot and say something or make a decision, we need to create a pause between our auto self and our aware self. And that is to take three deep breaths before saying anything, making any decisions, urgent decisions or anything else that might represent you and and show you to the world as as a leader. So so I have decided that I'll be say a, um, a good listener, that I will be inclusive that I would listen to all my team members, okay? We're in a meeting, and my autopilot self says, I'll talk mainly, you guys listen, and if you agree with me, please say something. If not, please be quiet. Well, nobody really has said that to anybody, but if I tell you how many cultures I walk into, and I see that, and I say, well, you didn't give really any any room for anybody to look but I told them they can talk anytime I said no no no. I know what you told them but what you're showing them is just like we're done I said what I want to say you don't have anything to back it up be quiet so creating that I say okay who hasn't spoken three people only I'll go around the room is there anybody in the room that has anything to do for or against this you see now I'm creating a culture for and against this for and against I'm giving permission as a leader that you are allowed okay now the person may say something then I how I treat them will say whether this culture will continue or not so if I really argue with you and I say you know I don't agree with you and I put you down then of course you and other people in the room will not do it again next time or I say that's a great idea don't agree completely with you let's look into it and I'll have you know me look into it and, and report next time So now here I am, I created a new avatar of a leader, a new culture in the company by only taking three breaths and saying, okay, how do I move forward? I want to finish the meeting. I said, what I want to say, oh, I haven't checked if anybody else has any input and not only the normal input, but, but what I want to have healthier input for and against and that becomes a norm. So first is to create an avatar for yourself. Two is to create an avatar for your department or your company. And three is the implementation by really creating pause. Breath is the most common one. It's the simplest one. Everybody is breathing if they're alive. So you can use breath as a tool and say that, you know, three breaths and then I speak. And that pause becomes the culture, both your personal individual culture and the culture of the company that produces a healthier culture within the company. So that's my three uh, nuggets that I usually uh, use and and apply to the, depending on what the circumstances are and what the culture of the company and the person is.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I, I really love that. And I love the idea of pause, um, just making sure that we give other people, the op- ourselves and other people the opportunity uh, to be able to to make those contributions. Uh, I know that's something I need to work on and uh, I I suspect most of us uh, would do well to to, um, implement some of those those tips that you just shared. Well, Mitra, it has been a real pleasure talking with you. The time has flown by. We're almost to the end of our time together, but before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about what um, you are doing, the work that you can do to help them. And uh, give any last word on the topic.
1: Sure. The only last words that I have is that when you lead from the inside, your personal life changes and improves improves as well as your company. So it's not just for your company. It is also a way of showing up in life. So that was the last thing I wanted to say about that. And to find me, it's my name, MitraBinesh.com. You go there, everything I'm doing alive is there to connect with me and to organize any specific tailor-made training, executive coaching, it's there. I also do personal coaching. And um, to reach and and download my app, go to App Store. It's very, we made it uh, almost free. It's called Inner Map and it's a mindful living. It's not a meditation app. It's how to live mindfully peacefully and joyfully and download that app it's 99 cents a month and it's hopefully affordable for everybody and i teach mindful living through stories and we help you to settle your mind even if you're not a meditator by using the science of binaural beats so you can actually listen to music that settles your mind enough for you to be able to listen to stories and learn and also make changes that you see fit in your life.
0: Well, I love that. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, check out the app, check out other resources that Mitra has at her website, find out more about what she can do to help you and your organization. Uh, You know, particularly in this day and age of social and political turmoil and pandemic. And, you know, I think Mindfulness, mental health generally, but mindfulness more specifically, and and then having the opportunity to 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 develop and lead within ourselves first, um, that will increase and enhance our capacity to to lift up others around us and to be a servant leader that can benefit um, you know our communities, our homes, our our workplaces. And I hope everyone can take to heart uh, the the messages and the wisdom that Mitra has shared with us today. designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think.